and a stressor on herself. I'm not that kind of girl. On 0891104207, SMS41391. Costa is only 150. Tweet us on Facebook us at SFM Radio using the hashtag SFM Soundwake. You can also send us your WhatsApp messages 0614104107. Love to hear what is on your mind this Wednesday. Anything can happen, day. hopefully, good things happen to you. Our leaders of industry today, we talked to, to Dr. Toza Makobani Ogunleye, project manager of uh, the Institute of uh, Traditional Knowledge and Traditional Medicine, Dikari Odikari, at the Vala University of Technology in the Faculty of Applied uh, and Computer Sciences. She's collaborating with a lot of uh, traditional practitioners and other scientists and different stakeholders. Uh, a multidisciplinary project that uh, seeks to find solutions to some of the challenges we have professionally, exceptionally, and otherwise. A pleasure and a privilege to say, uh, Dr. Kwebani Ogunle, good morning this morning. Welcome to the show. Happy Heritage Month. And good morning, Mama. Happy Heritage Month to you too. Thank you so much for hosting me. I must say, I like the way you, you put your website. How, how do you say it? Is it Dr. TQO or is it Dr. <laughs> TQO? How, how, how do you say it? It's TQO, but it works. Nobody called me Dr. T. Oh, Dr. T. Yeah. So, so you would prefer TQO? Um, anything is, com- is comfortable with you, I'm fine. The first thing that came to my mind was like, you know, sounding like a hip hop artist, Dr. Tiko. <laughs> I'm this that one now. <laughs> Moving <laughs> forward. No, don't change it on my account, Dr. Let me sound better. <laughs> so some people who want to engage with you might get lost or get confused. So, hey, sh- yeah, that's too big a risk. <laughs> nice to have you, Mama. Hey, um, yo, uh, fabulous stuff. Um, COVID-19, I mean, as a scientist and as somebody who works with a, a group of professionals on many levels, how, are you, how has uh, you know, COVID-19 affected you and how are you guys adapting to it? Yeah, it has affected us negatively in so many ways. It has affected, you know, we know people, we know colleagues, we know family members that also have passed on due to this epidemic. But also our mental health, you know, it has some negative effect on it. But we're still hopeful. We're very hopeful and thank you to the decisiveness um, of our leaders. It it might have gone worse, you know. Uh, We are very hopeful moving forward. So, so so far, by the look of things, things are looking good because obviously uh, you must have heard that uh, Minister of Health, uh, Dr. Zolim Kiza, says the sooner we, you know, we relax uh, the lockdown restrictions, the sooner the better and the possibility of level one. That must be exciting mm. for you. Yes, yes. It's, it's very exciting to, to hear uh, such news from, from the minister. So that's why I'm saying we're all very hopeful um, moving forward. Your talk, your list of achievements, we can take three days maybe just talking about it. <laughs> it's amazing. You, you've done very, very well and continue to do so. Sometimes I wonder if you have a social life. I, I do. <laughs> I'm very controlled. <laughs> Thank 
<laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if people want to know, who is Dr. TQO? Hello, Kamal. Doc, are you with us? Oh, okay. We'll find Doc in a moment. Twenty-five minutes to the hour. Doctor, Doctor Qo, Qto will talk to us in a moment. Stay with us. Uh, just uh, fixed one or two things. Some of these things misbehave. Every person, no matter who you are, what music you're inclined to listen to, and what you do with your weekends, you need a weekend playlist. that musical mix of music that accompanies the lazy weekends whether catching up with friends and family or just taking some time to reflect tune in to the soundtrack of your life with me Ernest Pillay Saturdays and Sundays 1 to 4 on SAFM SAFM, setting the nationwide agenda daily. Daily. 23 minutes at 2, 4 to 5 on SAFM. Dr. Tozamak Obani Ogule is back with us. Doc, I was, I was saying, I mean, your list of achievements, yeesh. I tell you, one wonders if you had enough time for anything else but focus on just doing well in life. And, and, and people are curious to know, who is Dr. Tozamak Obani Ogule? Yes, my mother. Uh, when people want, uh, when people want to know who you are and where you're from, oh, and th- this okay. love for the, the <laughs> sciences, where did it come from? Oh, okay, I'm actually from uh, Bizana. It's a village in the Eastern Cape. So I did my primary to high school there, and then I went to UCT in the South Cape Town for undergrad up to masters. Uh, but, you know, getting to UCT was a, a, a sweet, bitter pill for me. 
Um, because that's when I realized that I'm from rural areas where we never had microscope and things like that. So trying to catch up at university was, was challenging. I even went to the student advisor to request if I can be moved from mainstream. I was uh, accepted in mainstream to then go to the extended program. So that meant that for PSC, I will add one year. And then she agreed the student advisor. And then I was moved to actually, you know, the extended program. Then after master's at VUT, I went to CSIR. Actually, CSIR was uh, sponsoring me at UCT. So the agreement was that after I completed uh, my BSc, then I'll have to work for CSIR for some time. Then I went to CSIR. While I was at CSIR, I then uh, registered for PhD with VET. From CSIR, I went to Tony University of Technology, where I was a lecturer and researcher. And then from there, I then went to VUT. That's where I'm currently at. But throughout my journey, I've been very involved in activities that involve science and the society. So activities like uh, the National Research Foundation Role Modeling Campaign, being a judge for ESCOM Expo, being a grant holder for the National Science Week, um, as well as being a member of the South African Young Academy of Science, working on the policy working group. So I've been in those platforms, um, encouraging students, encouraging um, post-grad students, um, empowerment also, also challenging the belief system, as well as to uh, encourage students to embrace a self-leadership. So in a nutshell, that's me. <laughs> and I also like the idea that uh, back then at home, you used to play games that involved a lot of maths, which kept, you know, your love for maths burning and, you know, the amount of time you dedicated to practicing mathematics. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, back at home, I was very, uh, I was actually part of the team that will represent my school at a local level and also at the national level. There was a game that was called Maths 24 School Challenges. It was sponsored by All Mutual. And then we used to, you know, have four numbers. You add, you subtract, you multiply, you divide. But you use the number only once. And then the minute you added uh, the number to get 24, you quickly say, I've got it, you know. And then you will say how you got it. So I used to represent my school in those competitions. But when I was 15, um, what also, you know, changed a lot of my paradigm um, was when I was selected now at the age of 15 to actually represent um, South Africa in Austria. So it was my first international trip. Um, and then we had gifts and presents from a South African government to give them to the governor of Austria in Vienna. That, so we're five in total from South Africa going there with gifts and things like that. That really um, actually set my, my, my path for what I'm doing now. I, you should have been my, uh, my best friend at high school, man. Yeah, I would have turned up differently, I promise you. <laughs> now, currently, Doctor, you are the project manager at the Vaal University of Technology. Um, you are part of a company called the Clary. Uh, tell us about that. Okay, um, the, the role, or our role, actually, this is a joint venture. It's, it's, it's between the Industrial Development Corporation together with the value of technology. And our aim is more on documentation and authentication of traditional medicine. You know, um, in terms of using herbs, this is more of a, it's something that is so entrenched in our cultural practice to, to use herbs. But you, you normally find out that people will say this, 
is not scientifically proven. That's where we come in to bridge in that gap with a long-term vision or long-term aim of actually commercializing um, these uh, traditional medicines. Well, what's the reaction to that uh, on the all? Because, the, you know, traditional medicine has always been viewed uh, skeptically by a lot of people, including those who come from a background that help them to grow and be well using this traditional medicine. It's so true. There's so much stigma, I must say, that has been associated with uh, traditional medicine. But over the past 16 years, I think we we are making great strides. Um, it, the space itself is so uncharted. And sometimes it does feel like, you know, we are going against the grain of a normal pharmaceutical research and development. But it's an honor to be, you know, among the, the pioneers um, that are in this space. So for the past 16 years, there has been in South Africa um, legislations, regulations, laws um, coming from DSI. As well, now when you're in this space, you also have to, when you've discovered a product, you also have to inform uh, the Ministry of the National Department of Environmental Fishery and, and Fishery. So what happens is it's, it's no longer that scientists are working in isolation or the communities are working in isolation. But also you'll know that, you know, when there's all this red taping, it, it does lower its progress. However, we have to think about sustainability. But you're correct, there's so much stigma attached um, to it. But through collective leadership, I think we'll achieve, you know, um, great strides moving forward. In, in terms of, uh, you know, the pandemic at the moment and the role of traditional medicine, in the last while we've had a lot of traditional healers lamenting the fact that they're not, you know, part of the bigger scheme, the command council, the part of, uh, you know, vaccine development, consultations thereabout. Um, how is the project doing on that score? On that score, um, firstly, on the project itself, we have had a lot of national consultation because when you're talking about health or, or uh, South African biodiversity, you're talking about uh, the national priority. So we've had a number of discussions where in the room there will be scientists, there will be traditional health practitioners, there will be uh, government entities. However, in terms of the epidemic itself, what happened this year is that scientists, it was March of this year, scientists that are in the indigenous knowledge uh, system space, we started to have discussions on what can be the role of a traditional medicine in, in finding solutions. For this epidemic uh, and then we we agreed in july or uh, we formalized the working relationship it was actually um so structured by the funding that we had identified so the funding that we, we had identified it involved actually three countries it's uh, south africa russia and india but russia, not only the, the, the only funding that we have applied for. It's a, it's a number of funding. But so far, we're working with these countries where it's already formalized and we're saying we're moving forward in terms of looking at herbs that can come up with solutions to combat this epidemic. So, so you would say um, traditional medicine and Western medicine, if you will, are finally finding each other? Uh, they are finally finding each other, but I think they both have their own space. 
because for a long time in the country we've been, to- we've been talking about integration of traditional medicine. But now we've realized that no, it's not integration. Each of these um, has its own space. For example, our grandparents have been using these herbs for a long time. Maybe we, may, we might not have been paying attention. But if you look at the 74% of the drugs that are available, um, 74% have a herbal origin. And the use is correlated to what the native culture are using those drugs for. But also there are some ailments, some diseases that in the mainstream healthcare we don't have answers. But you find that in our communities there are claims that there are certain herbs that can help with those ailments, with those diseases. Um, one of them is, is mental health. You know, in our societies, there are traditional healers that say they do have herbs that can help with a certain type of disease. But in the main health stream, uh, we don't have a solution. But for, for now, we are looking at reclaiming the space of traditional medicine than integrating it into the mainstream healthcare system. Sure, indeed. Doc, um, well, congratulations, by the way, uh, on being uh, selected to the steering committee of the World Sciences Forum. What, what does it mean to you? What does it mean? What's your role? Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such an exciting moment. Um, actually, our role is more to support and manage and more on the strategic uh, direction. But I'll be working very closely with the South African Young Academy of Science together with the Department of Science and Innovation. So the World, uh, World Science Forum is looking at social, economic relevance, influence and responsibility of science globally. So, for example, I attended last year. So I was just a participant. I was not in the steering committee. I attended last year. It was in Budapest, in Hungary. And the theme for last year, it was science, ethics, and responsibility. So each year, the themes, each second year, the themes always change. So um, my, my main role is more on the strategic direction, working with the Department of Science and Innovation together with other colleagues. Wow, fantastic stuff. We like that. Doctor, you. also, you, you supervise, uh, you, 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 you supervise um, PhD students and post-PhD students. How, how does that work? I mean, you're um, making sure that they're okay because I, I saw somewhere where you deal with people who have had their PhDs at least for the, between three and seven years. Yes, actually I graduated for PhD in 2015. And then when you graduate, there are calls, especially from the National Research Foundation, where you can apply in order to start your research group. So as soon as I completed, as I graduated in December of that year, I applied the following year in 2016 now for what you call the National Research Foundation post-PhD grant. So so my, my, my research group, that's how I started I said that it's so far I have supervised masters that have graduated, two masters have graduated, and one PhD have graduated this year. So, uh, but I still have a number of students that I'm currently uh, supervising because, as I said before, this the use of habits is so interesting in our cultural practice, but what we found that is lacking is documentation of scientific evidence. 
So, so that's what it's all about, documentation of scientific evidence. There's something that I, I, I get confused about, doctor. I mean, as a doctor, PhD, I mean, lots of work that you've done. Why are you always referred to as researchers? Because we are researchers, it's all about, you know, getting knowledge and also building on the knowledge that is already on the ground and expanding it in trying to find solutions that will help our societies. So that is part of, that is part of research. It's more about finding information, finding how we can improve what we already have. Also looking at, you know, um, introspection in terms of what have we done wrong and we can correct it. But all of that is part of, of, of research. Maybe your titles should be doctor slash this slash that slash that. Makes sense. Because when they say doctor <laughs> and they say research, I'm like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, please explain. Doc, I have a question for you. This is from uh, a friend of the show, uh, Ngalanga. He's currently in uh, Durban. It's a voice note. Please take a listen. Hello, doctor. Good morning, and how are you? I wanted to check with the doctor whether they, when they found a, a plant to be treating a certain ailment, do they research it, uh, check its efficacy in terms of treating that disease, or they just document that this is where this work against this? That's the first question. The second question, I want to check with the doctor uh, as to what have they done up to so far with regard to uh, umhlonyana and its uh, possible uh, treatment to uh, COVID-19. Uh, thank you for the uh, great show and the great music earlier on, Mandla. Thank you, Nkalanga. Doctor? Um, thank you for that question. Uh, in terms of documentation, when we're authenticating um, the herb, we actually do the testing. I'll make an example of one project for, for a PhD student. Um, the project itself, it's um, five traditional healers are using this herb. And the claim is that it actually helps when someone has fibroids. Now, with a struggle of fibroids, in the mainstream healthcare, the recommendation will be surgical. But now traditional healers in the community, they are using these herbs. So what we did with that study, we actually put the name of the student, put the name of the supervisors, put the name of the traditional healer that made this claim. And also, remember, we are at the university, so it has to pass, you know, um, all the platforms that a research study will be approved. And also to look at the novelty, can it be a PhD study? Then from there, for the claim that they have made, we then um, model the research to actually do scientific testing that will show that it has that effect on fibroids. So it's, it's not just documentation. It's, it has to do with whatever claim that the community is bringing forward to model the study, to structure the project in such a way that the cell lines or whether it's the red studies, 
there has to be an use of, of fibroids in such a way that we'll be able then to screen and see the effect of, of the formulation. And also look at the dosages because some of the herbs, you might think that they are toxic. When I say certain dosage, they become toxic. I, I hope the first uh, question is clear. Mm. Then on the second question, on the second question in connection with Omshonyana, actually Omshonyana is part of um, the research I had mentioned where we started discussion in March of this year to look at the herbs that we can screen and authenticate for that can assist where we can find solution in terms of fighting this epidemic. And the, 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 the angle we actually um, came from was to look at the herbs that we've been using that uh, have been helping with upper and lower respiratory tract infections. So when someone um, is having colds, when someone is coughing, what type of herbs do we normally use? That's the angle we started from. Thank um, you, Pramanda. Uh, yeah, we better talk. We better, Nyan. Um, I, I, I was fascinated by you know your mentioning of fibroids and uh, the possibility of avoiding surgery uh, to treat that because I know a lot of women have got that challenge. Which, uh, mm. if I am not mistaken, you know, layman's understanding could also improve uh, the ability for certain ladies uh, to conceive. Yes, that, that's exactly what we, that's a challenge that we're trying to, to solve. That's a gap we're trying to bridge. Wow, wow. It's one of the gaps, yes. Yeah, that's, that's what we like, Doc. So what's on the table for Doctor now? Doc? What's on yes, the I table? What are you working on now? When you go to the office this morning, what will be waiting for you? Oh, you mean today? Yes. I, I have a number. We, we, we actually had a board meeting last week, so I have to look at the minutes for, for, for that uh, because we report to, to the board of directors. Um, it's actually, I report to the dean of the faculty, and then there's a board also that is, is involved in the, whole, in the whole project. So representative from IDC and representative from, from BUT. So I, I have to actually look at those minutes. We had a meeting last, last week. Um, and also some of the other projects. Uh, the students, um, they have sent a number, you know, of chapters for their dissertation and their thesis. So I have to, you know, also look at that. Yeah, workaholic you. How do we find it, Doc, on social media? And please share your blog as well. Um, on social media, I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tosa Makobani or Ola Tozi. But I also have a YouTube channel, so it's, it's my full name, so you can find me. I have a number of video clips that I've put in there, especially looking at self-leadership. Doctor, you are my rock star. Thank you so much for the work that you put in and the work you've done and also being uh, solution-focused um, and also helping uh, young uh, scientists to come up through the ranks and having the passion and the energy to keep on doing it. Uh, you make South Africa great. The country is in safe hands. Thank you ever so much. Wishing you well in your career with that energy. I wish you could give me just 2% of it, but uh, that's a discussion for another day. But many thanks, Doc. Wishing you well and uh, God bless. Thank you so much, Budman. It was an honor to be in your program.
Thanks. The honor was ours, ma'am.